Hey everyone, welcome to Delmarva's own podcast, where we're talking to people and telling stories. Is it? That's all you got? I thought you were professional. That sounded very am- oh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll use it. This guy. Yeah. Anyways, this is Delmarva's own podcast, where we do talk to people and tell some stories. And Randy Scott is our guest today. Randy has been at iHeartMedia since 2004, correct? That is correct. Okay, yeah. And you're a program director there and an on-air voice talent? On-air personality. Personality. Yeah. Okay. you got to have a little personality, not just a voice. All right. You're currently mainly the co-host of the top-rated Whiskey and Randy Morning Show, which airs on Delmarva on Froggy 99.9, but in the afternoons on 94.7 WDSD, Wilmington, Delaware. That's Correct? right. All right. Man, you've done your homework. And uh, was that a good radio voice? I guess, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, you nailed you're, it. You're being very, very kind. Uh, <laughs> you also, for five years, were the voice of the Delmarva Shorebirds. That's right? true. Back in the day. 05 to 09. That's and, four years, but five seasons in there, yeah. Okay. And, if you count it on your fingers, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's five. I, no, it's true. That, it, that it, math but, is getting up there but, for me. But isn't it throw? It's it's so weird to say till 2009, but it's like, yeah, it was five seasons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did they win in those seasons? So, interestingly enough, uh, the first year, 2005, they went to the playoffs. And uh, it was a great season, a lot of fun, down to the wire. Uh, But the last two weeks of the season is when my wife and I got married. So, I missed the playoff appearance. Um, But they did not go past the first round. So, uh, I was actually on our honeymoon while they uh, ended up losing in the first round of the South Atlantic League playoffs. So, So, no playoff calling for you? I never called a playoff baseball game now all right and and recently you've added a voiceover to your your repertoire yeah so uh earlier in the year obviously with the pandemic we kind of had heard about the uh the coronavirus and just had no idea it was gonna you know hit here like it did but um someone reached out to me um and it turns out i thought it was more of a personal but i think you know they do these sort of things all the time it was kind of a marketing thing which was was fine it really worked out um, and, uh, ended up kind of following this program, still in it, uh, just wrapped up a webinar on the way over here. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's off to a good start. It's a, it's a slow start, but right. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot different than I think you would think like a voice talent would be. It's not, you know, Mr. Announcer voice because a lot of people aren't looking for that right now. They're looking for, you know, genuine, uh, conversational, you know, just a voice that can connect and be real instead of being talked at. It's basically, you know, conversation with whoever's listening. Okay. We'll get into that more in a minute, I hope. Well, thanks for coming. Welcome to the barn. I cleaned it up just for you. Thank you. It yeah. smells nice. Yeah. So you grew up here. You grew up in Salisbury, Maryland. I sure did. Um, did you like it? I did. You know, I didn't know any different. Um, I remember growing up, and in, in especially in high school, every kid was, you know, just couldn't wait to get out of Salisbury. Couldn't wait to get out of Salisbury. Right. And uh, it's interesting how many came back. I was one that did get out. Uh, that wasn't yeah, so my main objective, but... Why did you... So we're on a peninsula. Is Were you tired of the ocean? Is that why you went to the furthest point in the country from either ocean? No. I love... Oh, I don't, like, love the ocean. I'm one of those people that goes, like dreads going to the beach until I get there and then I'm like why do I dread this every time this is really nice but I still do it anyway uh but no that had nothing to do with it I uh played sports in in you know my whole life and got on the football team as a soccer player to kick my junior year and then ended up in practice uh I don't know if one of the baseball I think it was the, the baseball coach made basically jumped in on a snap and made me react to the ball kind of loose and I threw it and threw it pretty well I guess so I kind of got groomed as the quarterback the next season. Okay. Um, and just, I really had fun playing football. Where did you go to high school? I went to James and Bennett High. So uh, my junior year, I went to Bennett in 10th grade, 10th, 11th, 12th. And I was on the JV soccer team. And, you know, I like to say I was probably the last man left out my junior year on the varsity squad. So mm-hmm. they put me on JV. You I'm know. very familiar with that position. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's discouraging. But, uh, you know, I think the soccer coaches knew I was discouraged. And when the football team who lost 7-6 to six in their first game uh, needed a kicker, um, they went to the soccer coaches and they said, hey, you know, we got a guy. And, uh, you know, I ended up kicking the game winner in overtime in my first game, which is crazy. And I f- instantly fell in love and mm-hmm. uh, just had a lot of fun. You know, thinking back, uh, you know, I wish I would have kind of grown up playing a little more football, whether it was flag as a youngster or even mm-hmm. Pop Warner, whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, I feel like I was so late to the game, it kind of hurt me 
right. when I got to college because I did not, you know, end up playing a whole lot. But you wore uh, the uniform. I did wear the uniform. See, the rule is if you wear the uniform, you get to say I was a collegiate athlete. Mm. So that's, that's true. That's I did the not rule have I a, go by anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a varsity uh, snap in college. Even when we were up big, and I thought I was going to get in the game, I didn't. But I had a couple of touchdowns in JV, and I did play a little varsity baseball. So okay. I, I was a collegiate athlete, yeah. technically. Yeah. yeah but that's where I that. ended up in the middle of the country because I actually wanted to play football. That's kind of how we started here. Uh, and, you know, wanted to go to a Nazarene school. And at the time, uh, at Church of the Nazarene, which uh, I know you're familiar with, Jeff, Eastern right. Nazarene College does not have football still to this day. Uh, at that time, Olivet in Kankakee or Bourbon, Illinois, and Mid American Nazarene in Olathe, Kansas, were the only two. Now there's a third in uh, Bethany, Oklahoma. Southern Nazarene has a uh, a football team, okay. but so I was gonna go to Olivet, but they uh, I went and did a visit, and it, you know it was a great place. But their football team had just played in the national championship, uh, and I'm like, I'm so new to this sport, I'm never right, gonna sniff it down. Right, Turns right. out when I got to Mid America, they were actually better than all of it and okay. to be in the next four years so <laughs> funny how that works oh, well well the rest of history so uh no i'm not I'm, i imagine i'm not gonna have a personal relationship with everybody that's on this podcast you and i though met quite a while back do you remember where you were i specifically when i remember. met the jeff scott yeah i was pretty young man oh and uh, for the record we're not related we're not we have the same last name in fact i have cousins with you and your brother's Exact names and in that order as siblings, yeah. Jeff and Jeremy, uh, not related at all, which has always been interesting to me. I don't, to be honest with you, my first memory of you is, is actually your wedding. I have a terrible <laughs> memory. Your wedding and all the gifts you were handing out to sure. even, you know, uh, young youngsters like me. This at is the time. a family program, Randy. We won't go. We won't oh, go I'm just that. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's the first yes. time anyone gave that. So yeah, when I, I met you, I should say I don't remember where we were, yeah. but I do remember my father-in-law introduced you and said, yeah, he threw a perfect game yesterday. So oh. you had thrown a perfect game the day before we met. Uh, was, was I was really young then. <laughs> <laughs> it was Yeah, it was it was back then. Um, growing up, did you want to be a DJ or? No. Yeah, what, what, I mean, what do you I think, think you want to do? Any kid that loves sports wants to be a pro athlete. Uh-huh. And then I feel like... At one point, you know, I knew I didn't have what it took to go uh, and become a professional athlete. I think you have that realization back in your mind even before you you kind of come clean with everybody else. Yep. <laughs> but I think uh, the big thing for me was I wanted to stay in athletics somehow. And I actually wanted to be a coach and gym teacher, a physical education teacher. That was kind of my uh, my goal kind of as the high school years started. And realizing, you know, I'm, I'm throwing the same miles per hour I did when I was 12, you know, right. still can be effective, but but not as effective. Um, so, you know, I realized pretty early on that I love sports and I wanted to be involved. And, you know, a, a great influence is uh, Coach Elselton and Coach Gibson at, at uh, Bennett were good influences on me then. And, I, I you know, I thought, hey, that's pretty cool that they can influence young kids, still be involved in sports. And that was kind of my, my goal. But that changed in college. When I realized you have to get an A and B in like every education class because right. that wasn't happening for me. Okay, so you yeah. studied TV instead. No, is that I, the joke, the collegiate joke, like people playing NCAA basket basketball. weaving? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I ended up getting involved in the radio. Uh, you know, a guy that, that Nick the Nighthawk Gosnell was picking on our dorm, so we went and I led a revolt of the freshman dorm to go pick on this guy who was on KMU radio. We we duct taped him to the pole, um, which is terrible and. I would regret it other than it was kind of life-changing for fr- me. frowns on things like that. We call that yeah. hazing. Statute of limitations is up, so we can talk okay. about it all we want now. Right. Uh, but he was so cool about it and said, hey, why don't you come talk about this whole experience tomorrow on my show? Okay. And I'm like, should we un- you know, untape you? <laughs> um, and so we went on, and he said, hey, you're really pretty natural at this. So I was like, oh, it's fun. I think I did some PA in, for women's basketball or girls' basketball in high school. And, you know, had fun talking and, and being in front of people somewhat. So that's kind of what led me to, to the radio thing. What was your first job at, at iHeart? So at iHeart, uh, it was the year I graduated. And a guy by the name of Doug Weldon, who was on 104.7 Q105 at the time, um, I just blindly went in one day and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm graduating or I graduated, and you know I, this is my experience, and and they called me back in, which I was really surprised because usually that doesn't happen. It definitely doesn't happen a lot now, 
Um, but he said, hey, I never want to let anybody in the talent pool go without giving them a shot. So I did like a mock weather report or something. Okay. And, and they brought me on part time and um, ended up taking another job out in Kansas City where my wife's from, Jamie. And uh, it's interesting. Whiskey, who I work with now, was transitioning jobs within the company and his job was opening up. And I was supposed to give my interest level on taking over his role while I was at the other job the day I was let go from that job. So obviously my interest level went from eh, halfway okay. to 100% pretty quick. So you were pretty, I mean, you were an on-air personality pretty quick? Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of fill-in stuff part-time, and then I even kind of was the fill-in guy. Okay. And I would make sure like the vans were loaded to go out and these sorts of things first and foremost, yeah. All right. All right. How many co-hosts have you been with? Uh, so two really, um, doing team shows, uh, Mike, who I know you're aware of RC, he went by Mike Thomas here on the radio. Uh, he, April and I did a show together for a while on froggy and then whiskey. And I did a show on a short lived sports station, um, afternoon drive on a talk sports talk station. And, uh, then we were kind of in limbo for a couple months on an AM dial, which is still a sports on 960 here locally. Uh, and we were like, it's coming to an end. We better be prepared. And then the froggy host left to do, uh, weather. He was a weather guy part-time okay. on the weekends on TV 16 and then took a full-time role. Uh, now he's a barber and, and does a national radio show every morning. Uh, I think from his home around here, okay. uh, which is cool by the name of John Trout's his name. And so the rest is history. We'll, if you know, we've been nine and a half years now. We started in a couple had, days after my thirtieth birthday. You worked with April Brilliant for a while. Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. and um, trying to give head some other sidekick personalities. Um, Kelly, is there a... are you talking about surprisingly yeah. single Kelly? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We kind of just had seen her online for a while, and I knew a lot of the same people she knew. And uh, she was just really funny. So we saw okay. her on social media. And we're like, hey, you're always joking about how you're single. How about you come in? And we just kind of came up with the name. But she was not actually on, like, staff or right. anything. She just came in a couple Funny times. And yeah. And, right. and it was just, she was really good. And, you know, the audience really, she connected with the audience. And, you know, okay. it was it was pretty fun. She's now married now. She's no no longer gotcha. surprisingly single. So okay, surprisingly married. Now that we know her, she's surprisingly married. Yeah, doesn't flow. Yeah, no, not sound so very nice either. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> so. no. But she was a great sport. Yeah. So, so I mean, we've worked with other people, and I think even some interns throughout the year, which we would always try to implement in the show, which the internship program just kind of dwindled over the years, just with you know less people and that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, we had a lot of fun through the years, just trying to implement different people and personalities so into the show. I, I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. Here and be very careful how you answer this question. You ready? Okay. Who was your favorite co-host to work with ever? That's really mean, man. But I mean, whiskey and I. I think Mike I and I and April had question. a really good thing going. What? I know the answer to that question. Oh, there he is, Mike. Mike Arcy. <laughs> Mike Thomas is my favorite. Ladies and Surprise! gentlemen, Mike Thomas, a blast from the past. So. Mike, I don't think no, you didn't How long hear he this. Been listening in, he's been listening the whole time. Oh man! So this it was like the old days. Yeah, yeah. So before <laughs> this, we this did is this, why though, Jeff made me put headphones on. Yeah, he looked at the headphones like, yeah, I don't need those. And I'm like, okay. Oh wait, yeah, you do. Why? <laughs> uh, uh, you'll you'll just need them. So welcome, Mike. I thought he was just having problems like technically and had no idea what he was doing, Mike. But he was just making sure you were there the whole time. I'm here, and thank you for having me, Jeff. This yeah. is cool. So, so what's going on, Mike? What have you been up to for the past ten years or so? Uh, well, I've been—I I guess I've been through a lot. I—I uh, I feel like we're the the Muppets gang here, like getting back together. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you here um, with us? Oh, there's you know a, a distance thing and it, kind of a pandemic going around. But there's right, a seat right, for you right. here. Oh man, and if it's really a barn, that's cool. I I thought that was uh, just just an expression. Uh, no, I I moved back to upstate New York um, in 2012, I believe, in the summertime, um, and eventually kind of made my way out of radio and got into healthcare. But uh, ironically, I uh, host a radio program here in in the Albany area um, on Sunday afternoons. That's that talks about heart health, which is kind of funny. I guess, uh, you know, some of those old habits stick around. Um, but it was interesting because just listening to Randy, you know, talk about 
uh, his past and like reminisce things like, you know, there's really very few times that, you know, I, he's honestly one of the best people I ever worked with. And I, I really do miss that about him was just the, the genuine personality that he had and like the wonderful like storytelling where he, he just would tell stories in his life. And there was always some sort of humor in it or, or a lesson. And, uh, you know, I just missed that. It, it, it was one of the joys of when you look at a life where you start your day at like 3.30 in the morning and most normal people don't. Um, beginning to hang out with your friends in the studio, it, I, I do miss that a lot. Yeah, what, what do you not miss? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is, a, this is a podcast about Randy. So, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, that, I think that would be kind of maybe a subject if you wanted to, to do that on, on a side note, but so diplomatic, you know, there, isn't he? He's good. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's, I mean, every job has its ups and downs, you know, and, uh, there's just outside factors that can sometimes, uh, you know, upset you or discourage you at times. But I think the key thing is, is that, you know, some of those bumps that we went through, um, it, career wise together, actually, mm-hmm. um, it was just refreshing to have, you know, that core group of friends that you could still rely on and, you know, get you through those tough times. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, like I said, there's, there's a few, a few moments in my life when, when I have a bad day or a bad moment, I'll think about a funny story or something Randy would have said and, uh, or, or other folks that I work with and, you know, it puts a smile on my face and I'm like, okay, it's like, they're still here with me. So that's it, cool. It's interesting because I noticed that Jeff, I guess, discovered our show through me at some point, uh, when we were doing the show and, uh, actually got pretty close with you, Mike, which honestly I was a little jealous of for a while. I'm like, wow, man, he's really, <laughs> he's really cool with Mike. I mean, what's the deal? Uh, which, right. you know, I, I loved to see that too, because I know you both so well and knew that, you know, it was a really good connection. I know you guys have kept it up through the years, which is really cool. But I do want to say, you know, Mike is obviously a huge influence over me because I was someone who who didn't really know how to tell stories well. I would just tell the story forever where Mike's like, hey, we got to be concise. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, he really showed me a path on, you know, morning radio and and really trying to have show your life and live your life and be as real as possible. Yeah, you've got to check some of these really crazy things that are going on in your life at the door. But you also can find a way not to sit there and talk about me, 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 but relate to others because everybody's got things going on in their life and everybody's got to check it out at some point and just keep pressing on. And Mike was uh, one of the people for sure that was a major influence and is why I'm where I am now for sure. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, no, I kind of saw my role as like I got to be the uh, older brother that didn't get to shoot randy with the nail gun so i i wish <laughs> i wish i got that chance someday he did way worse than that yeah. but we won't get into that my brother chris so yeah. <laughs> oh my so yeah we'll get into that in a, a, little, a little bit as a matter of fact well first of all i'm so sorry mike that he made you wait so long to jump in on this podcast he probably should have brought you in a lot quicker yeah. oh no no you did a great job with the intro like i i let the pro do the job he's he's, he's doing it uh, that was actually kind of like one of the highlights you know when when you're, you know, a couple hours car drive away from your friends and, you know, you're listening to uh, something on LinkedIn and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, I know that voice that's in that video. That's Randy. I was like, awesome. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, so this is about Randy, but Mike, um, I have to say like, you're like, you've been inspiring from afar just by watching your Facebook. Cause when you left here, you did not have a college degree, right? No, no, I was it, uh, a fully committed college dropout at that. Point. Yeah, yeah, and where are we at now? I mean, things are significantly different. Quite different. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I learned that there's these things called student loans. Um, <laughs> also no, forgiven now, though, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, what, there's, <laughs> there's a lot in the air still, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I the tough part for me was, you know, if you've ever had to make a career change or, or any kind of life changes. And I always look at my life as kind of like a book and that there's, you know, different acts in the book. And so I'm kind of transitioning from the second to the third act in my life and uh, the final act, you know, and um, it's kind of scary when you hit, you know, your forties and you're trying to figure out 
what you're you're really going to do for the rest of your life and how you're going to kind of launch yourself into that atmosphere and you know what other things are out there and i think you know anyone that would be listening to this podcast you know with because of the unprecedented economic times and you know the pandemic and just the the stress that comes with that and you know sometimes you're out of control with some of these choices they they're just kind of made for you and you you have to you know face the facts and and really look and figure out like what skills do i have that can transfer what other things inside of me excite me to wake up and do this every day um and i think about you know the mentor that i grew up with in you know this small little town in arizona where i'm from and and he told me that you know the best job is the job that you love to do every day and you don't feel like you work at doing it and his advice was just to find something you're good at and try to be the best that there is and um you're lucky if you can find those other things in life and transfer some of those skills so for me um i i always had a passion for you know telling stories and that kind of continued into marketing and then that i found a real niche in healthcare with helping other people. And it's something I can wake up every morning and feel good about. Um, but yeah, I finished my college degree. Uh, then I went back to school and I'm working on my MBA now. And then next year I'll be going to law school to get a health law degree. So you've so, been busy. I've been busy. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of reading, a lot of, uh, a lot of writing. So the storytelling is just in, in stuff that people, would not be interested in, especially on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's always interesting because, you know, you have that stigma, and I think it's much less now, but someone that didn't go to college or whatever it may be. But, I mean, you would never have, like, Mike's always been a super intelligent guy. And, mm -hmm. it, and I think, you know, just because someone doesn't have a college degree means absolutely nothing right. to, yeah, about I their intelligence. And I'm impressed and inspired by what Mike's done because I, I wouldn't say I'm a – an intelli that intelligent of a person i can figure some things out for the most part but i had a college degree but mike's always been way smarter when it comes to uh, these sorts of things than me and uh, i think it's 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 really cool that you've you keep finding mike's always been someone who finds the next thing and gets really passionate about it and gets there and i think that's that's inspiring and and, it, and it's okay it's kind of cool to see someone be passionate about one thing and, and have it for a season and then move on to the next thing they're passionate about in the next season. And it's, it's really cool to see the season you're in, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. So the, I, I was, when I was listening to the, the path of Randy's career, I'm like, there were some, some names that he had mentioned that uh, were in his life way before I got there. But um, I, had relocated to Delmarva after working in uh, the Hudson Valley Poughkeepsie area of New York. And Randy was kind of assigned to be um, my helper, I guess, for lack of a better term, because I didn't really understand. I didn't even know how to say Salisbury when I first got there. Um, you know, I'll never forget one of the earlier things that were, was like, that's Delaware, man. That's not Maryland. That's Delaware. <laughs> and kind of the differences between the area with the, uh, the unofficial lines that are on the ground. Um, but my first take was like, you know, here's this guy that uh, was just uh, an amazing physical specimen. Um, you know, all the ladies loved Randy. And I had this idea of this character that I wanted to try to turn him into uh, on the morning show. And, you know, he had this, you know, broadcasting degree, which there are very few people in, you know, my radio career that had even really finished high school that were, uh, you know, on the radio, much less people that had gone to school for it. So it was really interesting to see what he had learned and, you know, what his experiences level were. And then, um, you know, he immediately, you know, I had this great friendship with him. And, you know, the best part was, you know, looking across from him every day, and having, you know, that best friend on the radio who was also, you know, your best friend in life at times. And, you know, uh, years later when I went to a therapist, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, years later when I would talk to friends, I was like, we, we were kind of, you know, anyone who went through quarantine and, you know, had to be around the same people every single day in your family or your personal life, you get a little sense of what it's like to be on a radio show where hmm. you're literally locked in this room with someone for four hours. You're going to know everything about them. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you experienced that with me and I experienced that with you and it was really cool to have that connection. And I think it was important and it made the job so much, not only more enjoyable, but easier uh, you don't have to fake it. There's so many, I'm sure, 
people that just have to fake it to make it when it comes to their connection. But to have true chemistry is good. I'm not sure about the physical, you know, specimen thing. I think that's theater of the mind and radio, but I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, we, we had some good times for sure, man. It was, it was a blast. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I, you know, like we just talked about with seasons. I mean, that was, that's a season to look back on and really, really enjoy and really think highly of. Oh yeah. My favorite thing was, you know, there was, and we probably should talk about her because, you know, she, she did have billing on the show. Uh, she was like the, the, the creamy Oreo filling between the two cookie crusts. Uh, but our, our other co-host was April. And um, my favorite part was, you know, people definitely knew who April was on the show. That mm -hmm. was pretty simple yeah. to identify, but the difference between Randy and I, because it was two guys, they were always trying to figure that out with voices, but the personality differences. And I, I, the one thing that, you know, I, I find interesting that's still relevant today is, um, you know, Randy and I on some political and life spectrums are on complete opposite ends of it, but we can show that people can have differences and still get along, right. but more so we can find ways to be entertaining and tell stories about those differences um, and still be friends at the end of the day, which that's, you know, that's a lesson I think that we could all benefit from, you know, moving forward just everywhere and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Hey, Mike, it's good to hear from you. Yeah. So did you want to hear, I, I was supposed to prepare yes, my, yes, go for it. Randy stuff. What's he doing here? So, so I was supposed to prepare my, uh, this is your life, you know, embarrassing Randy story. And so I was trying to find like the most PG friendly version <laughs> of one. Um, but no, the, the one thing I, I think that people would be just amazed to, to hear, and it's a story that I always tell and they're like, really? No way. You were allowed to do that. I'm like, Oh, absolutely. Um, was the day that somehow we got a couch in the studio. Um, and remember this, I, yeah. well, what, uh, what amazed me was like the character of Randy on our show. Like we had a, a radio consultant that came from out of town and he's like, Oh, and he had a Southern accent. He's like, Oh, I get that Randy fella. He, he, he's the goofy one on the show. He's the goober. And I'm mm -hmm. like, uh, no, Randy really just is who he is. He's, he's like that, you know, teenage young guy that figures out just you know he knows what he wants to do and figures out how to accomplish it but to everybody else he you know might look like he's taking the easy road so to speak we you may know, or may not have gotten in trouble for talking about that incident on the air the next day by the way remember that yeah, we, may, we, <laughs> that we, we, we came we, out and said yeah we were called the goober and that he did not appreciate right. that <laughs> one of us might have gotten a little bit more in trouble maybe i think um <laughs> but uh but so back to the couch, what amazed me with Randy is that, you know, I have a 14 year old son now and he does a lot of the similar things that Randy used to do. So uh, it makes me smile when I look at him. But, you know, Randy figured out the microphone that he needed to be on that would be closest enough for him to be able to sit on the couch, yet still do the radio show. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like a joke I brought in like a dinner tray so that he could put his laptop on there and <laughs> use you know, it for you. Free, we would be doing the show and in between like the commercials and when the songs would play randy would be watching sports center highlights or the office clips and the rest of us would just be you know talking about the next break or getting things set up for whatever was going to happen um and i don't ever remember how the, the couch left but it was it was definitely randy's couch and there was you know that one part that was well sat in because that's <laughs> where he could do what he did so Yep, that's that's totally true. Um, and you know, it's interesting how I've taken on. I've, I've evolved from the man, the guy on the couch, basically. Um, but yeah, I can see where it would be a little annoying to the other two people looking back. But uh, it, it was just the dynamic of the show, man. I was a, I was kind of the third guy, and you know, me being comfortable was important, right? I mean, me being comfortable was, was important on the show. <laughs> tell, you, tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and you know, the, the tough part for me was I was there as well when, um, you know, Randy came to share the news that, you know, he was going to go on and do the sports show. And I kind of saw some of that coming because, you know, the second Randy story I always tell people is, um, you know, we got a chance to do a baseball show for a while on the sports station. And I don't really know that much about baseball, but I, you know, played along and being the planner and the, the kind of the producer of the show, like I would put together outlines and I had to research things so I could be prepared. And Randy 
would literally walk into the studio with like seconds before we had to turn on the microphones and go live, just plug in his headset. And I would sit there and just be amazed because it was literally like sitting across from somebody that was on ESPN. Like it was just what he knew and how natural was just flowing. And I was just like, always in awe of that. And I'm sitting here needing every note and, you know, highlighted help sticky note I can give myself to, to do the show. So that's when I knew that like this guy, he had it. He, he, there was nothing more I could teach him. And when he uh, made the decision and, you know, was able to move on and do the, the sports show, you know, it was tough going from the dynamics of the morning show on the country station changed and shifted a little bit, but um, you know, it was always that thing where I, I, I was always hopeful for him and very proud of him to know that, you know, he's continued on. And even today, like if I have uh, a moment in my office and I'm, I'm in between things, like I'll fire up the podcast and, you know, listen to the whiskey and Randy show. And I've listened in the afternoons. Um, and, you know, I, it's fun to still hear, you know, my friend entertaining people and, and making people laugh through all these years. And sometimes Mike has to remind me, Hey, you need to upload some podcasts, man. <laughs> Thank you. We'll do. Note self. <laughs> yeah. Well, it means a lot, man. I'm so glad you. Uh, I, I like the surprise. It was good. You might have put me on the spot, but uh, that was awesome. It's good to catch up. Well, for sure. uh, yeah, I, I'm the one that met the uh, the budget requirements. It had to be Randy's favorite F word free. So uh, I'm the one. I'm, I'm the friendly. <laughs> that was one of Mike's no, would, favorite things to say about me. Oh man! I, every time I put on shoes, I'm like, I know a guy that calculated the usage of every shoe down to the penny. <laughs> How many times he could just it cracked, but it, it was really him. Like it, it was, it was funny, and you know, it, it. I know that the radio industry has changed a lot, and that's why yeah. you know I feel like it would be a good insider podcast for people that have you know a little bit more in the game or, or just a little bit more connected to it. Um, and you know, the pandemic has really has really changed us all. Um, but I think what cuts through all of that is just genuine personalities and those those warm friendly voices that you know and that you can trust and it's created that opportunity for you know radio to have that companion listenership that it used to have um and that's why i think you know guys like randy and and when whiskey and their show they've been able to you know move into other markets and be and that was always a goal that i had for our morning show mm -hmm. um but but to be able to connect with other audiences and be accepted so quickly it's because they're they're the real thing so hey mike you are welcome to stick around if you want uh we, okay yeah it's randy some more or you can hang up and it's up to you no, no i'll hang out this All is right. fun so um we were talking about the changing the, the changes are going on in the radio industry yep. uh, so 2004 that would have probably been about the time satellite radio was coming on on the scene i'm not sure certainly maybe just before the first podcasters started so it's a much different environment now than when you started like what are some things you've seen that have changed oh boy how much time you got no i'm just kidding <laughs> um i think you know with with satellite radio it was something that you you heard about in terrestrial radio and you know, and, and, you know, there was some people from satellite radio that were going to some terrestrial talents and trying to bring them over, and some successfully did. Mr. Stern just signed another five-year deal, I think, this week. Uh, so, obviously... You and Stern are getting paid the same, right? Of course, of yeah. course, and that's why I watch every penny. Mike knew what I was getting paid back then, too, so he also <laughs> knows why I was super cheap. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, a lot has changed. And I think, you know, podcasts have really taken off, but I also think a lot of it is... You got to make sure you have a niche. Um, you know what? What type of podcast do you have? Yours is focusing on Delmarva, so you've got a niche. That's that's a great start. Um, or you got to be kind of a celebrity that has interesting celebrity guests from time to time, which it, you know we're, we're not going to have that here yeah. on Delmarva. But hey, maybe you'll get some. That's you why have you're Mike, here. You have, you have Mike on. I yeah. mean, that's big. Um, but yeah, I think podcasts have have just really exploded. And I think a lot of it is just that you know some people are starved for that human connection and interaction of somebody else. And, you know, people have had that connection to music for a long time too. So I, I think it attracts people that maybe are on into music for a certain extent, but also just starving to hear content. And, uh, you know, I think that's why podcasts have, have exploded, especially in these days and in the, in the past year with, with a lot of uh, time at home or, you know, free time or whatever it may be more so than, than before where, you know, life has come to a halt. So 
Uh, podcasts, I think, have definitely reshaped a, a lot of things, and I think it's it's totally different than what I learned as a radio personality because, you know, we're not taught to just kind of air out all the thoughts and just right. hang out and have a great time for, you know, what's a couple podcasts are like three or four hours long, and it's like, how do people do this? How, how can you Yeah, we're not going to do it? that today. Please don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's many of the things. I mean, automation has changed the... Uh, you know, the systems have changed, technology has changed. So, I mean, it's, it's an ever changing world and, you know, I count my blessings that I've, I've been a part of it so long and I'm going to, you know, enjoying the ride as long as the ride's rolling, you know? So where do you, what do you see for the future of radio? Uh, I mean, I, I see a lot of, I guess I got to be kind of careful, but I, I see a lot of, you know, there's still going to be personality driven. Um, you know, I think trying to, localize it as as much as possible but also you know it's a financial situation too i mean it's a crunch like any other business that's always looking to be a money maker so i mean sometimes that means less people around and we've experienced that but you know you just try your best to put your head down and control what you can control um and just do the best job you can to be honest i i have no no clue um it's hard to predict it really is it looks like anything this year it's so fast the changes come so fast yeah and in a blink of an eye i mean who would have known a year ago what 2020 looked like i mean just so many things to look forward to and you always look forward to that next year and and wow uh in many ways whether it's you know the pandemic or well beyond i mean how many celebrities have died this year like 700 it's crazy Yeah, yeah so how long does it take you to drive from Salisbury to Wilmington for your afternoon show? <laughs> it's about two hours. No, the cool thing about technology is we're able to do that from anywhere. And you're seeing a lot of radio personalities work from home. Uh, we were on a, a call uh, today with some someone in, in Wilmington who's in her closet, broadcasting from her closet. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about technology. Um, you can you can do that from anywhere. And, uh, you know, so we, we've... We have the capabilities of doing it in Wilmington, Dover, Salisbury, or maybe from the horse barn someday. Yeah, Who knows? maybe, maybe. Hey, let me ask, can I ask you a little bit about how the sausage is made? How many people during the week between, or how many shows between Christmas and New Year's are going to be live, and how many will be pre-recorded? No idea. A percentage-wise <laughs> from the past? I mean, I just have a bad memory. I have, I have no idea. Yeah, the answer was no. You're not going to tell us how the sausage is made, are you? Are we on friends with moving a couch up the stairs? Are we going to pivot? <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, I believe the term is quarter cheeking it, Randy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have that because I wouldn't cuss uh, in front of Mike. So I wouldn't say half whatever. Yeah. I would say quarter cheeking. Yeah, but which, people will be surprised. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I know. But yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that was my uh, take on less than half, less than 50% of my effort was, was uh, when I'm giving 25, I would say a quarter cheeked it. Yeah, yeah. Mike with his inside jokes trying to explain that it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so from time to time, we hear you on commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be coming through a room and the, the commercial, you know, doubles in volume because that's apparently what they do. And I'm like, hey, I know that voice. Do you enjoy those spots? Which ones are you talking about? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, are well, you talking radio or are you talking? Oh, no, on, on television uh, or, or whatever. People will pay you to, or, or even radio, yeah, whatever. So he's talking more like voiceover stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting because you're so used to, and I think we started talking about this, uh, and then you finally said, hey, we got Mike on the line. Poor guy's been waiting around forever, yeah. uh, so let's bring him in. But yeah, it's it's totally different, and I think you've got to get out of that broadcast mindset and connect with people. Um, but yeah, so you're talking about just me getting into the yeah. voiceover. Yeah. So were you first assigned those by iHeart? Say, hey, we have somebody who's paid for an ad. Pay for a spot in our show. We'd like you to record. That's part it. of the job. Yeah. yeah, production's part of the job. So um, you would just get assigned. And there were years where you know I was kind of the one on the totem pole that got a majority of the ones that had to dub in, and that means you don't use any of your talents other than play and stop and record okay. and and save and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been much more conscious after looking at the voiceover world in my production that I do. Um, but yeah, it's completely different because like we were saying earlier, you don't you you want to connect with an audience. It's more of an emotion than voice and inflection. It's it's are you do you know who you're speaking to? Do you know what you're speaking about? Are you in that that same head it's all about headspace really. Okay. And now you've branched out into voiceover and narration for books. 
Uh, yeah, I uh, did my first audio book. Um, big, you're a big reader, right? I, <laughs> my, my mom did use the joke. That's one way to get him to read, to pay him. Um, and Randy Reed? I know, I know, right? Uh, I would not be described as well-read, that's for sure. Um, unless it's the box score. Yes, unless it's the box score. Uh, yeah, I, I finished my first audio book. Um, and, you know, it's a book that I was, it was, it interests me. Um, it was, it was good. Maybe I should read more. No, uh, it was about leadership. I'm not sure. I, I put my last set of revisions in hopefully, and, and, uh, we'll get word on when it, when it goes, but, uh, it's a lot. And, um, I think it takes a lot out of you too. So if you want to do more on the commercial side, it's a lot, I'm, I'm trying to find that balance. You know, it's something I've done for a long time, but I've really focused in on it this year. Um, not audiobooks, but different types have done commercials for forever, but uh, just to find that different niche too. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying anything. I haven't really tackled many character voices yet. I'm not sure that's my thing. Like I just, I want right. to find my thing. I think e-learning is a strength that I'm, that I could be successful in. Commercial could be successful in. Um, so we'll see where it takes me, but I don't, I won't say it's my last book, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. And I know yeah. you've done Yes, I did. I did one book. Um, was of interest to me because mm-hmm. is about theology, but a lot of it was discussing ancient Hebrew archaeological discoveries, and I had to, I had to read words I'd never seen before, mm. um, and I just went with it. And nobody, well, I did it for free, so yeah. they didn't have a whole lot of room to say no. That's wrong. Go back and do it again. Yeah. Um, it, but it was interesting, and mm-hmm. it took a long time, um, and to I'm. Randy, you know I'm not a technology person, so um, <laughs> just to get things to work right was... What are you talking about? You have a podcast in a horse barn, but you have great right. technology here. Um, it the last good. time I released a podcast was in July. It was about the circle. Year. Uh, it was about the traffic circle. <laughs> He's um, done the ferry, the circle, and now me, Mike. Yeah, And an intro. I did an intro <laughs> to the podcast. So. you got to come down yeah. just to experience the circle, yeah. Mike. But uh, I do have a... Right there. <laughs> I've had conversations with some others who are going to be sitting in your seat in the barn before too long. So, All right. Um, if anything, Randy, that's a great podcast title, The Fairy, The Circle, and Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to write that down. Keep yes. that in mind. Yes. The Fairy, Circle, and Randy. Yes. No, I, I, that I, for on sure. the other thing, I, I think one thing that um, Randy is experiencing now that I, I saw for a little while until I officially left the business, which was, you know, people always when you would tell them what you did for a living and, and Randy's probably been in the same boat where, Oh, you're on the radio. I would always lie to people and tell them I work for a media company or something else because immediately the party or the conversation turns to be about you. Have you met anybody famous or what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And you're like, I, I just want to hang out and just, you know, enjoy hanging out with people and not be the center of attention. You know, that was always me at least. But the one thing that um, I realized through my stages of it was, you know, first year you have a little bit of that entertainer gene. You have a little bit of that performer gene, but after you do this for a while, it becomes like your craft. Then you really start to develop like the artist side of it. And you realize that, um, you know, when you're a performer on the radio and you're, you're doing a show, your, your feedback and your criticism comes from the listeners, but also from um, your managers or consultants or talent coaches or whatever. Um, when you then decide to get into freelance work, that feedback comes from the people who are holding the money that's going to pay you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you, you kind of, you always have to be open to listening to coaching and taking guidance. Um, and that's, that's what kind of makes you a little bit of, of the artist side of it is that, yeah, you can create something. Um, but at, at the end of the day, the finished product is, somebody else's work that you're selling to them. Um, and I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that want to get into podcasting or get into uh, some of these voiceover opportunities or freelance work that's there. And that's just a, a hard, fast truth that you're going to learn at some point is that, Hey, you might be super talented. You might be really great. Um, you might have a gift, but you have to understand that um, you are working for other people that are going to give you feedback and you have to be, well enough and open enough to receive that yeah you know as a i I do some freelance writing myself um and it's a humbling experience Mm -hmm. to open a a magazine where you've written an article and go flip that article and find somebody else's name on it 
because the client has rejected what you wrote. Um, and yeah, so you're absolutely right, Mike, that um, you can feel like you're good at something, uh, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, hey, someone is someone is paying you to do a certain thing, and you missed it a little bit this time. And you know, and as I reflected on those experiences, like, yeah, I see where they were coming from. Like, what they were looking for is not what I provided for them. So. Yeah, and I think your first instinct is to be hurt, get upset, right. and then when you sit back, and and I was always one that would try really hard not to react in the moment and 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 act, react emotionally. You know, sometimes I failed there, but when you dial it back and you think about that other perspective, you're like, okay, I can kind of see where they, yep, I mean, yep, I've had a sure. voiceover where I still got paid. So that was the saving grace, but it was a medical, similar to what you're talking about with theology, theology words or theological words, medical words. And I don't know if they ended up using it or not. And mm-hmm. I still got paid, which was nice, right. but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I feel like I failed. Um, and you don't, and you don't like that. And I think that's another thing too. And I think you all, I always heard growing up, you're going to have to do many different jobs. You're not going to have one career. Right. Um, and I'm seeing that more and more, whatever that, whoever predicted that and spread it like wildfire is right. But that is kind of a change with, you know, obviously uh, I love doing what I'm doing. The whiskey and Randy show, uh, you know, I want it to last as long as it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also being prepared just in case, but also knowing that being, it's so different from voiceover to on-air personality because you gotta you gotta be on, you gotta be pretty much self-promoting, and trying your best to get your name out there to the masses to try and have a popular show so it can continue and these sorts of things. Where in the voiceover work, you're almost like a referee where you don't want to get noticed. You're like you you just want to be a part of it all. So right. it's it's definitely a difference and trying to catch that emotion where. Nobody's going to sit there and go, wow, other than, you know, James Earl Jones or Samuel Jackson or Mike Rowe or some of these big names and actors right, that you know. Right. They're not going to go, whoa, who's that voiceover yeah. guy in that Lexus spot? Right. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's a big difference, but it's it's just something – it's part of, you know, evolving and, and, and trying new things, and it's just different than what you know. And I think that's that's healthy to a certain extent to to change up some things in your life to, to experience. Yeah, right. Jeff, if, if I could, I just want to jump on the sure. – the comments that you had earlier about the the radio transition and the industry changes. Um, and, you know, Randy and I were both coming up at the same time when, you know, podcasting was just launching. And for the most part, you know, a lot of companies, it was just an initiative that they wanted their personalities as a way to kind of extend the radio station's reach, uh, a.k.a., you know, make a little bit more money on clicks or people listening mm-hmm. to things. Um, and to some people, it could be looked at as kind of a chore, um, but now I think what has happened because there are so many uh, competing media opportunities out there that on-air talent are looking at podcasting in a weird way. I know this is like you know the dog, the tail, ta- the tail chasing the dog here, but now they're able to say, hey, we can use this long-form content of a podcast to provide the thing that we just can't do in the little micro right. bursts of of an on-air show. Um, and, and now it's more like being behind the curtain and that real personality is starting to evolve. And what I noticed was, you know, friends of mine like Randy, who are still in the industry, are spending more time promoting the podcasts and seeing their audience and their, their reach grow with that than with what they have on their, their local radio show, which is, 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 I think is indicative of kind of where the industry is in a go. And it does give the chance for the personality to really have more ownership of what they're going to do on their program and how they're going to talk about things and how they're going to relate life to with their stories or their guests or whoever they're going to bring on. So I'm actually kind of encouraged with it. Um, the one thing that is a bit of a drawback, you know, is if you talked about like anybody can do it and um, there's now that kind of floods the market too, with just different levels of, of what people want to listen to or, or the talent that's out there. But, you know, like in anything, it's, it's an open system. So the, the cream is going to rise to the top and people are going to seek out that stuff. It's, you know, I'm always amazed with when you look to see what the most popular podcasts out are, are out there right now, those people aren't on the radio anymore. They used to be, but now they've moved over to a podcast. So right. that's, that's kind of the transition there. Well, Mike, I have some good news for you. What's that? We're doing a podcast. Well, the Delmarva <laughs> zone podcast is available on just about any podcast platform. So you can go to it. If you like it, subscribe. 
And then do me another favor. Only if you like it, though, write a review. <laughs> nice. so. I feel like we haven't talked a lot about Delmarva, though. <laughs> uh, no. Well, this is about you, Randy. It's about the people um, who are here. And, you know, you did leave and you came back. A lot of I people did. leave and don't yep. come back. Yep. Um, I'm, well, that's a good thing. Like, I, I, I'm always interested because we used to do this break every year, it seemed like. Um, you know, you know, you're from Ocean City when and we would talk about the Thrashers fry or the Boardwalk fries and Thrashers and the this, that, the other. But when you want to get like Delmarva, that's the difference. Like it was a lesson that I learned the hard way. It was the difference between the come here's and the from here's and the from here's like know where all the good eating places and all the good stuff is. And us come here's we have to find it out. So you should ask Randy where the best places are to get a bite or what. Hey, I got to tell you, though, Mike. Eight years is a long time to be away from this place. There are a significant number of eateries here, um, at least in the Salisbury area, mm-hmm. that weren't here five years ago. Yeah, that are really good. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to come back and visit. Yep, get around that circle and uh, you know, yes, the traffic circle. <laughs> yeah, ride the, the ferry. The circle. Yeah. Gotcha. You find Randy. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Mike, thanks for being part of this. Yeah, guys, thanks for the invite. This yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we are getting a little bit long-winded, as I usually do. So, mm, but Not you, Jeff. Yes, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Randy. Uh, you got it. it. This has been fun. I have a feeling you and I will be behind two microphones again at some point about something. Can you just tell me what this plan is between our microphones? I know the plants. Yeah, I know Galifianakis has the two between two ferns. Oh yes, you got um, two mics and something between two mics here. What that is in, a sad looking aloe plant, is what that is. Aloe. Yes. Yeah, so there's another one over there. So we're kind of between two aloe plants. Yes, That's and I've taken a clipping off of this aloe plant, taken it home, and it looked like it died, but it didn't. There's new growth coming up. So, Well, I knew there was a reason yeah. that Jeff did not prep me for today at all. I think a couple <laughs> weeks ago even, I was like, so what are we going to talk about, man? And you're like, ah, don't worry about it. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, so I came in like I used to come to the Mike, April, and Randy show, unprepared and ready for anything. You're, that, it's, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you roll. Yeah, yeah. Blast from the past. Today. One of these days I'll be more prepared, but I'm just happy to know how my equipment I'm just, works at this point. I just thought we were going to go religion and politics and just, you know. Yeah, yeah, just. Oh, wait, that's the next half hour we're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Followed up by a, a friendly game of Monopoly, right? And so, yes. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks very much, um, and we'll talk again. Sounds good. You've been listening to the Delmarva Zone podcast while we're talking to people and telling stories. Right, Jeff? That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later, guys. Bye.